Hey everyone, welcome back to the Shooting the Shift podcast. We have a loaded show for you today, talking a lot of things, both good and bad. And that seems to be the story of the Phillies this year. A lot of more, a lot of good, then some <laughs> considerable a lot of bad. bad. A lot of bad. A lot of bad. There and so- I, I, I think the biggest bad that we have to start off with is uh, the defense. You know, Joe Girardi went from a historically bad bullpen last year to managing a historically bad defense this year. So, um, I mean, it's just the defense is so stinking bad. I don't even – there's no words that describe it at this point. I've said it before. Reese Hoskins should illegally not be allowed to own a glove. Yeah, but it's not just Reese Hoskins. The entire team plays terrible defense. Yeah, the, the whole team is – quite bad but reese is on he's bad at alec, first base alec boom overran a pop fly by 10 feet jeff the reese special you you love hammering reese hoskins for poor defense but the entire team sucks at defense so does alec boom. Yeah. alec boom is terrible this year he is worse than we thought he would be oh, at God. defense oh he is so bad i mean so alec boom alec boom's not a third baseman for sure he should not no. be a third baseman he needs to move to the other side of the diamond. But Reese Hoskins is just not a, a fielder. He's a hitter. That's it. He's a hitter, and that's it. I think I'd rather see Reese Hoskins back in left field than see him. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Come on. Reese no, Hoskins, no. what I hate is he's almost forcing his way off the team if we don't get the DH in the National League, which is brutal because – He's a very important bat and a very important member of the clubhouse. He's but yeah. he's just I've the, I've never seen somebody just not catch a ball that was thrown right at them. Not mm-hmm. even one that like bounces. We've like had a multiple instances where Oh, it's just bad. It's it's bad, Jeff. It's so so bad. Yeah, it's it's not great. Um the whole defense stinks. So like I don't I, I don't know what we're like the Phillies are a fundamentally terrible baseball team. They don't do anything more than fun. well. They're just, just god awful. The it's only so good defender we have is behind the plate, which is a pretty important spot to have a good defender. Yeah, at least he's good back there. I mean, I'm, if we didn't have him, we'd be. <laughs> we just re- have nobody. Maybe we try which... to Reese behind the plate, j- throw JT at first. <laughs> no, but like. Just sacrifice the Phillies. The Phillies could be so. <laughs> let them take on. Let them take on the Andrew Knapp special. Come on. Which this was something we were going to talk about later, but I, it fits in right now. <laughs> Andrew Knapp. Man, rest in peace. Oh my God! Back to back nights taking foul balls off the groin. <laughs> And stayed in the game, I would have been out of there retired. Not only just those two shots, then he took at least one off the wrist, and I think another one off the leg in that second game. Like, I mean, there's, I don't know if there's any amount of money you could have paid me to catch another game after that. No, not quite. I mean, I, I don't remember if Andrew Knapp has kids, but he better uh, figure it out before he takes another one. Cause that, that's just, and it's so unlucky two nights in a row. He gets like the first time he's played two nights in a row in a long time. He gets some 
both to the groin. I mean, it's just like you feel bad for him. <laughs> oh, you, and, you more than feel bad. And we spent all this time working on a uh, a nice little schedule to keep things organized this episode. And, and, and we I'm already gonna blew it up. And we I'm already blew it, it. Again, with some breaking news. Okay. Jim Salisbury says, Phillies announced Adam Hazley will start playing for Lehigh Valley tonight. Oh, oh, oh. welcome back, Adam Hazley. Like this news. <laughs> Lo- still, love this news. Yeah, no, I mean, no one, still nobody knows why he kind of went away, but hopefully he was able to figure himself out and get back because I like Adam Hazley a lot. Um, and we could certainly use him right now. Uh, that would it's going to be huge if he's back to his normal self and uh, playing high level baseball again, um, because our team is in shambles and we need him. Yeah, for sure. But let's get back to kind of some of the biggest instances where we saw the defense fall apart. Right, and the and I was about to say before we talked about Andrew Andrew Knapp's groin. Um, that the Phillies would be such a better team if they just like give away extra outs. And it goes back with you yeah. look at, and you know, we haven't recorded an episode since uh, the, the, the three game series against the Marlins. And then we go right into a, a series against the Red Sox after. And the first two games were mired by extra outs. And the Red Sox got so many extra outs in the first game of that series, they won 11 to three. And it was, it was brutal. And it, it started this stretch of, some days you would get a Phillies team that was decent looking, and then some days you would get a Phillies team that was just terrible. Yeah, well, and I then think really it, the first uh, first game that we've seen Coonrod get hit around and kind of blow a lead was in the Marlins series too, where there was, extra once again, extra outs there. And we've seen him battle through some tough situations all year, but that just – they weren't making the plays behind them. And and what we really need Sam Cunard right now to stay kind of hot yeah. and be like was, an actual one reliable guy that, you know, every time out of the pen. Yeah. Cause you no have Alvarado, else. but it's the first couple pitches is where you'll see whether or not you have Alvarado that Alvarado day. gives me agita. Cause I watch him pitch and I'm just like, Jesus. He's either going to walk this dude or he's going to strike him out. And there's going, and if he walks him, he's going to walk the next guy. And then it's – he gives me yeah. such agita walk, watching him pitch. But like but, you said, there's not yeah. many guys coming out of our bullpen right now that you you feel 100% confident in. And Coonrod was that guy. And now, you know, the last couple of times he's gotten hit around, so you're not sure. You know, I'll never be – 100% confident when Hector comes into the game. Under a 2 ERA. Yeah, you have an under a 2 ERA, but there are other games where it's just like, well, Hector's blowing this lead. And then yep. there are days he comes in and you're like, oh, Hector's back. Right. And then the next day you're like, oh, Hector's back. It's like spinning. It's like spinning. It's like flipping a coin. One day you either get good Hector seems... or one day you get bad Hector. <laughs> and that seems like the. The entire Phillies bullpen? Kind of the theme of the whole season. No, the entire team as a whole. But yeah, then I mean, had a back with the Marlins series. There was an interesting there was an interesting game. If anybody saw, they were 
the Phillies were the free game of the week or on uh, YouTube, which is hosted by, I think, do you guys remember? There was, I know Cliff Floyd was on there, right? No, it's absolutely the worst. The games on YouTube are absolutely the worst. Uh, it and was, why is that? Because it's you, so I, I, I don't want to watch the game on YouTube. Well, I don't disagree. I thought you were talking about the commentator says like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, There's I just no don't want to watch the game on YouTube. Yeah. Jeff, yeah, the other two I, names you were thinking of were uh, Scott Braun and Dan Plesak. Dan Plesak did the game. Braun was the one I was trying to remember. He's their yeah. uh, MLB Network, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Him and yeah. Plesak. I think all three of them are actually on MLB Network. Hit him with the so here, here yeah. I think no disrespect, I like, please say. I like the fact that they're doing them. I just didn't like that it was my team. If I'm being completely honest, like I think it's cool that then you get to watch like one of those like two teams maybe you don't really get to watch on YouTube on a Thursday afternoon. That's kind of cool, but. Once it was the Phillies doing it, it was, yeah, I did not want to watch my team play on YouTube. No, I, I, I never want to watch my team play anywhere that John Cruck isn't saying the announcing the broadcasting the game. <laughs> oh God! But that's fair. Um, you know the Phillies managed but that to win. game as a whole was pretty interesting. Yeah, the Phillies managed to win that YouTube game, and it was it was Reese Hoskins. Yes, started off by Spencer Howard. And yeah, Reese Hoskins was big in that game. But Spencer Howard started out and looked untouchable for about three, four innings. And three then innings. fell he apart again. Like, yeah, and then came back out, I think, for that fourth inning. And, and walked. Just three didn't batters, have it. Walked the first three batters. Yep. And they Ended yanked him. Getting pulled. Joe Girardi went to... Ranger Suarez, who really is the only other guy I think you could consider for player of the game that game. I believe they like gave it to Reese Hoskins, who deserved it, hit a very large home run. But Ranger Suarez came in and shut that down and then took down, I believe, another two innings after that. Yep. Th- Ranger Suarez went three innings with one hit. No walks and three strikeouts. That was huge for him to come in and, and do that. And it's and I, I listened to Joe Girardi after the game, and he was saying that it's good to see Ranger Suarez is kind of back to what he was seeing early in the spring in 2020 before COVID. And then Joe said Ranger got COVID and was never really himself after that. And now – um, this is kind of back towards what Joe Girardi was saying before he went out for two weeks. And that's really promising for Ranger Suarez. He has come in and looked really, really good this season. Um, you know, he's pitched 14 and one third innings, six hits, one run, which was unearned and 12 strikeouts. I'll take it from Ranger Suarez. Yeah. I mean, we certainly don't win that, that game if he doesn't, uh, if he doesn't, number one, clean up that mess that Spencer Howard left them, and then take huge stress off the rest of the bullpen by eating multiple innings. Yeah. You know, that game was – it was a gritted out, grinded out. Jose Alvarado came in and didn't look great. One inning, one hit, one earned run, three walks. 
Um, and then Hector came in and closed it down. Um, if it wasn't for a little dramatics at the end there for Hector, but um, you know, the Phillies ended up winning that game. They win two out of four in Miami, which I feel like doesn't happen to the Phillies ever. Uh, you know, we always get don't beat around winning, by the Marlins. I don't know what winning is against Miami. I don't know. But, nobody knows why, but they don't know. Yeah. What. And then they, they stayed in Florida and uh, the that was Rangers a- or the Rays kind of were well, not nice to us. Well, they're the hottest team in baseball. Yeah. So somehow so every simple. year. Every what did, what did year. I say? What did I say when we did our predictions? Y'all looked at me and said, Rays, no. They don't have the pitching. Okay, and then they just go on this tear. Now, granted, Boston's still great in the AOs, but We won the only Rays series that's mattered. Yes, we did. The Rays have the best record in baseball currently. Jeez. 35 and 22. Good gracious. They're, They're pretty good. They're pretty good. What can we say? Well, uh, yeah, and they, they beat around on the Phillies. And then, you know, uh, I, before, the we get into, before we get into that next, the, the last series that just happened, and there's a couple of things we wanted to talk about in between. Um, Jeff specifically, he mentioned um, a one Odubel Herrera that I know he wants to talk a decent amount about. Just the fact that Odubel, to me, has really looked like he's earned back the the trust of his teammates. Just he's been he seems back to being a positive member of the clubhouse and has been one of our better hitters that's carried us through this tough stretch without Bryce and JT. I mentioned the the big triple in the Marlins game. And then we're going to get to the big game that he and everybody else had against yeah. the, the Reds currently uh, the last game we've played with the rain out. And it's just, I still think that now I, I joke around saying Odubel is back. I'm still a little, a little hesitant on him to like commit to him long-term. Because still, who knows if he's a even decent person. But right now, with the the injuries that we've had and the opportunity it's created, and Scott Kingery stinking, Odubel's been huge for this team to stay semi-afloat. Yeah, and rumor has that Odubel Herrera has more bat flips since coming back up than uh, Barry Bonds had homers in his major league career. But, love that. Uh, love um, that, Odubel. Um, he yeah, bat flipped I mean, the last out in, uh, I forget what game it was, but he made the he uh, made Marlins, the, more the Rays game. He bat flipped on the final out, which is wild. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like he hit it softly. Like, he lined it right in front of the the warning track and still it was the last out of the game and he just bat flipped it reminds me of jock peterson when he thought he walked it off in that chicago game it reminds me of that yeah but odubel does it every time the odubel, bat flip on odubel, will, odubel will bat flip a pop-up to second base i wouldn't be surprised no he, does, he did it. he does it oh he does it um, 
Surprised he hasn't bat flipped the strikeout yet. I'm waiting for it. No, that's the only thing he doesn't bat flip. Oduble. All he cares about is contact or reaching base. He makes contact, bat flip. He reaches base on a walk, bat flip, and clap in your face. Yeah, it's. I mean, he's he's just an interesting character. Um, Will, I know there's a guy that you want to talk about. He's yeah, coming yeah. up it, through the system. Um, Bryson Stott, what do you got on him? You were there. Was I was double A debut. I was. Um, it was. It was wild. I. Um, I work for the Somerset Patriots, which is the Yankees double A. Working for the bad guys. Disgusting. For the bad guys. I know. I know. I know. All right. Everybody Insert the drop. Boo. Uh, uh, yeah, as you should. Um, and I showed up to the stadium. I knew we were facing the, the Reading fight in filth. Um, so Boo. I knew. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so I, 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 and I've checked the roster before and there, and there was nobody good. I mean, there's, there's prospects, but there's nobody like in your face, you know, the name prospects on the, on the Reading fight and filth. And I show up to the stadium and they're like, Oh yeah, we have a pretty big debut today. Uh, Bryson Stotts making his double A debut, and I'm sitting here like, what? And, and I look at the lineup, and and there he is batting second. And I was like, all righty. So um, to be honest, though, Bryson didn't have like the the best of a double A debut. I think he went zero for three. Um, he made a good couple of defensive plays out in the field, but I think it's just exciting to see that which we need. Desperately, right. defensive stop. Um, but I think it's 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 great that we're starting to see him because uh, he was in Jersey Shore. Um, it's nice to see him start mashing, to- mashing right. the ball, mashing the ball. Um, so it's great to see that he that he's made the step up to Double A. Um, it'll be interesting to see how long he stays in Double A. Whether or not it'll be a a, a couple months or whether or not we're, we're thinking that he goes up to triple a i don't think he he comes up to the majors this year um no definitely not but, but it is still a fast call up to yeah. to double a even yeah you figure he played half the season that he after he was drafted in 2019 right phillies took him with the 14th pick and then no minor league season last year right mm. So played what? Uh, yeah, minor was... league started beginning of of May, I think. Yeah, they played a half, a little over half a season in and a month. In... Sure, any? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he's already up to double A. Yeah, I I think it's exciting. I think it's it's something that that it's nice to see. Um, we wish nothing we wish nothing but the best for Bryson. Um, and and I think it's exciting to see a, as not only Phillies fans but. Just to see that transition so quickly, um, it's a good sign. And hopefully it's something that he can continue to work on, something he can continue to improve not only from the double-A level, but even up to the triple-A and hopefully sometime soon. Again, not this year probably, but hopefully we'll see him in in the red and white pinstripes soon. I mean, if he can get up to triple-A by season's end, Uh then realistically he could make the majors next year. Yeah. And at that point, you have to figure something out with having both Gene and Didi under contract right. for next year. Right. Probably an off-season trade. Right. Or if we keep going, never mind. I'm not going to say it. Um, <laughs> oh, re- rebuild, rebuild. 
no not rebuild no <laughs> if if we keep playing bad then maybe you you look to move one of those two guys at this deadline for some prospects but ideally we'll pick it up and i think one of the biggest reasons that we have to look forward to uh to kind of picking it up is that we've had injuries and guys are coming back yeah. like we we discussed hazley yeah hazley should make it back to the major league soon i mean we hope. what left-handed bench bat at least you could definitely take matt joyce's spot i said matt joyce heating up but i mean it's you're gonna look hot if you get one hit after doing nothing doing for like 20 for, fight appearances for 26 yeah all he needed was one hit to make him look oh matt joyce wow he's really turned a corner but then obviously we'll get bryce back at some point and to me it has to have all stemmed from the fastball to the dome right yeah i mean he didn't uh, really ever look the same minus when washington pissed him off one time they booed him loudly so he crushed a ball that's kind of just what he does yeah you piss off bryce he puts a ball in the stands that's what happens but then that's an injury that hopefully we see him back soon. We already got JT back, and he's been big. Um, just the thought of how he can take away the running game is huge. Yep. But then on the so other we, side, specifically so with Didi our run game, true, Didi would be big to get back. But for, for our run game, that took a major hit and a guy that we won't see – this year um that's roman quinn uh yeah i mean roman quinn is just potentially the unluckiest soul in philadelphia sports um you know he was really and he was playing better right before he got hurt um and then just to see him rupture his achilles rounding home Rounding for whom? Uh, still scored though. Still did still score, but it's just he's just so unlucky, and you, you feel for him because I feel like it happens every time Roman Quinn is about to pick up momentum. Uh, he gets hurt. Yeah, it's a shame. It really, is a shame. See, I, what I thought was crazy was Roman Quinn looked fast even hopping on one foot yeah he looked faster than i could run yeah well that's not saying very much oh uh, it's not oh. but still on one oh. foot I was uh like, yeah I, I was ready to drop a, a sheesh there because he was just he was uh, he looked faster than a normal human being running when he was just hopping on one foot to the to get that and that was the time run i think right uh yeah and game we ended up losing but uh yeah i just like you feel for him because he's it's brutal like i said every time roman quinn picks up steam he he finds a way to get hurt and uh, you know this one was a freak injury but uh you know we wish the best to roman and his recovery we won't see him again this season but hopefully sometime soon uh we'll we'll talk about that um so the, the next thing 
we wanted i jeff wanted to talk about you know i know you were telling me before the before we started recording was there was rumors of uh joe girardi and the phillies moving to a four-man rotation for the month of june which is going to be a rather difficult month for the phillies I mean, if the Yankees, the Dodgers, the I think the Padres, the Braves, the Nationals. Um, so, Jeff, what do you know about the four-man rotation? I, I just saw the rumor of it, and I was wondering what you guys would think about it. I'm not sure that I'd be against it. I'm not against it. As long as I Vince mean, Velasquez is the number one, I'm there. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you watch that last game? Yeah, Velasquez. Exactly. There you go. Vinny, because my friend texts me after every Vince Velasquez game. He's like, Vince Velasquez heating up. Vince Velasquez heating up. He texted me uh, after the Reds game. He said, oh, no. I said, oh, oh, what's wrong? He was like, uh, Vinny Velo. And I was like, oh, is he back? And he was like, yeah. I was like, Vinny yeah. Velo pumping 94. <laughs> but, I mean, when you look at the, the strengths of the bottom guys, which – isn't much but for the most part from vince you know you're not getting more than six nope and spencer howard at this point you're not getting more than four it's like it's like more than three it's like matt moore being out there and i mean you can't run chase anderson out there oh good god no (laughs) so is the thought maybe that we we run on four to try and get back into the division race back well, I, above 500 before then making a move for someone that could slot into the rotation. I think the only reason that they had talked about this four man rotation was that the Phillies have off nine days in the entire month of June. So they have time off, which is why I think they went with this four man rotation. Now they haven't confirmed it yet, but with the nine days off in between these, um, obviously they're spread out throughout the month. But I think with a four-man rotation like that, I, I think it's absolutely possible. And I think if if everybody can be on, because it sounded like everyone would be on regular rest as well um, if they were to do this four-man rotation. So I think it could work for them. Well, Sp- I know Spencer Howard is starting, I think, Sunday this weekend. So uh I don't know how that goes into the four-man rotation, but Spencer Howard opener for Vinny Velasquez. Or do you just run um, Spencer Howard and Ranger Suarez together? Could that's what that's what stinks is you got a plan for Spencer Howard to only give you a few innings, right? right. So you know, you're treating I, I him almost like an opener. I think the four-man rotation could work. Um, I also think Spencer Howard needs to go back down to AAA, and they just need to let him pitch. None of this two and a third innings or like one and two third innings bull crap that they were doing before the season started. You, He's never going to be able to go six innings if you never let him go six innings in the, in the minor leagues. You have to let him pitch. Well, here's the thing with that, then. Do you think that they brought up Bryson Stott too early? Because they've, no. they've done this with – well, they've done it with – they did it with Kingery. They brought him up. Well, here's early. the thing. They moved Bryson Stott from single A to double A. Trevor – or Spencer Howard needed time in triple A to get his stamina back up. He 
after one of his starts, he said he struggled to get his heart rate back down after running the first base. Yeah. Yeah, I that's unacceptable. You I you can't be a major league he, a he, starting major league pitcher and do that. I'm sorry. He, he dropped because they had talked about it. Uh, I was listening to WIP. It was he had been pitching around 95, 94 miles per hour. The next inning after he had ran the bases, he had dropped down to 91, 90 miles per hour on the velocity. It, it's crazy. Yeah, that, yeah, it's not great. That's concerned me. I think more than anything I've seen from a prospect in recent years has been His whether or not to go long in the games. Cause yeah, he looks good. Like he looked really good against the Marlins for three innings and then just quite literally hit a wall. Yep. And was... I'm going to be pissed if our best pitching prospect is turns out to ha- that we have to make him a bullpen arm because he can't pitch more than three innings. Or, I mean, now there's a blog coming out about uh, <laughs> oh. what the prospects, specifically with Bryson Stott, what the future holds for him, and whether or not he should be looked at as a trade piece if we're trying to really bolster up the team. I mean, no. at some point, do you look at maybe trying to still cash in on some value with Spencer Howard, maybe some team who has a little more time to wait on him? But I, I think the Phillies will try and stay with Spencer Howard as much as possible. Yeah, well, he needs to go. If they're going to do that, he needs to go back down to AAA, and he needs to pitch innings. They need to let him go five or six innings a game. Just let him throw and build that stamina up. There's only one way to do it, and that's the way to do it. So we want to round out the episode by talking about the, the most recent series against the Cincinnati Reds. Um, you know, we referenced the, the two Vince- extremes. Yes, the Vince Velasquez game on Memorial Day where the Phillies lose 11-1. to 1. At this point, I am so out on the team. I am I'm selling everything. And then the next day, they turn it around and it win the game 17-3. to 3. Are you kidding me? McCutcheon had two starting. home runs. Reese had a home. There were seven home runs hit that game. You know things are getting bad once I start to do the – the we should sell talk because i i would say i'm probably the most positive about the team on this podcast and yeah, you are even even then on the golf course on memorial day i was like i mean maybe we have to if this is gonna happen maybe we if vince velasquez is gonna fall apart now maybe we've got to look at it and of course the next day it's boom all right here's 17 runs it's like you know like, we Jesus never asked saved. Say some runs for the rest of the month, please. Highlighted yeah, by that's the, my concern. He used them all up. Matt Joyce just saying, you know what? It's the top of the ninth. We're already up. Let's just hit a grand slam. Why not? We were up 13 to three, and he smacked one. Tony LaRussa is uh, shaking in his fuming. fuming. Tony LaRussa is fuming. <laughs> Sorry, did I say grave? I, I meant in his jail cell after a nice. DUI again. Dewey. Did he apologize? Uh, he's a Hall of Fame baseball man. So chill, brother. He's a Hall of Fame baseball guy, brother. Um, but yeah, you know, like I'm we we're standing on the in it's on a tee box, Jeff, and I'm like, it's eleven to one. I go, like, we gotta start selling pieces off because it's not the year. And then they they prove me wrong. <laughs> they bring hope- us right back in. <laughs> I hope they can uh, keep the momentum going, though. 
because, you know, we have starting tomorrow uh, a three-game series against the Nationals, Which and then the Braves. Co- we have a, a massive homestand. Um, Nationals, Braves, and Yankees all come through Philadelphia. Uh, and I'd love for the team that's at to home. Just, yeah, it's all here in Philadelphia. Um, the Nationals game tomorrow will be the first time the stadium in over two years is open. It's just about two years is open up to uh, full attendance. What will they get full attendance? Probably not. But um, I think we could get around thirty k. We might be able generous. to, but you, you, I think a lot of people are going to want to go because it's the first time back, you know, and maybe the Phillies ride some of that momentum into a couple series wins here. You know, we have the Nationals, the Braves, the Yankees. Then we go out west for the Dodgers and the Giants. And then we end uh, June with the Nationals and the Mets and the Marlins. So if Bryce you know, there's can a lot- somehow make it back tomorrow for the start of the – you said that's Nationals too, right? Yes. Tomorrow if he can somehow be back for that game, I think we have a big run coming. At, I'd love it. Yeah, I don't know if Bryce will be back. I'm seeing it's still doubtful, I'm, but. Yeah, I would um, agree, but. That would just be insane. Bryce Harper back, like 30K people, or maybe somehow we, we get a full house, just oh. everyone just screaming. Yeah, and it's Wheeler pitches tomorrow night, Spencer Howard on Saturday, and Vince Velasquez on Sunday. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm so looking for the take Phillies. game one. I'm looking for the Phillies to take a couple games in this homestand and kind of put themselves a lot of games within the NL East, put themselves back on the right side of the the 500 line and put themselves back up with the Mets um, towards the top of the division, which is what we need. Yeah. 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 Because the Phillies are currently four and a half games out of it. We sit at 26 and 29. Um, The Mets are 27 and 21. You know, they're six and four in their last 10. We're four and six in our last 10. So we got it. But the Nationals are struggling. They're three and seven in their last 10, 23 and 30, um, 10 and 15 on the road. So let, let's, we should take some games here. We should at least be able to take one or two. Hopefully we go for the sweep. Um, you know, you ride the momentum of that 17 run game and just keep it moving. Yeah. Yeah. We said there's been a lot of good and, and bad, but the last thing we had was good. So let's keep the good rolling for a little bit. Keep the good times going. Um, that this was. Do you guys have anything else you want to cover before we send off? I think one name that will continue to shine throughout this homestand, Ronald Torres, been on fire recently. Will continue Ronnie. to be on. Yeah, I mean Ronald Torres and Nick Mayton are where we like them. Um, also, I am very here for the rest of the season the Vladimir Guerrero Jr. versus Ronald Acuna home run champion battle. Oh, yes, please. Need them in a a derby, too. That's going to be electric. Yeah, we already saw Vlad in a a derby. He hit like 92 home runs. He got got cheated. Yeah, they they stole the election. Derby. (laughs) (laughs) That was another episode of the Shoot and Shift podcast. Uh, Thank you guys for hanging out. Um, Now we're into the summer months. As Charlie Manuel said, it's hitting season. So hopefully the boys get on board with hitting season and we see some some balls flying and some games going in the wind column for the Phillies. So uh, we'll see you hopefully next week, definitely within the next two weeks for our next episode.
Toddles.